0: You know, as Sean and I were talking about this, typically, you know, like he said, we usually have one person up here to talk about, you know, a specific topic. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic having two people, you know, so it's a little bit harder to come up with a topic. But it's really cool kind of how God orchestrated all of this and, and what we're gonna talk about tonight because we literally we met over some Nauru. I mean, who's good with Nauru? Come on. Hey, yeah, we love some Nauru. We did that uh, I think we met twice at Nauru and finally we just decided, what what is God teaching us in our personal lives? Because it's something that's fresh. You know, it's something that we can talk about and we can relate to. And, y'all, we landed on the subject of spiritual gifts. So l- l- let me kind of, let me clear this up. We want to talk about where God has gifted you. We're not going to talk about gifts from the Holy Spirit. Those are two different things, okay? I will say this. As a church and as a ministry, we do believe in gifts of the Holy Spirit. And if that's something that you want to learn about and you would like to, like to know more about, I have no problem talking to you about it. Um, Amir doesn't none of our leaders we have no problem talking to you about that but what we want to focus in on tonight is where God has gifted you as an individual uniquely to carry out your role in the kingdom of heaven so um, hopefully by the end of the t- tonight we're all going to know what a spiritual gift is we're going to know how to identify those in ourselves how God has put it uniquely inside of us and then the next thing we're going to try and teach you guys how to walk in it so before we get into it, though, I just want to encourage you, if this is your first time to hear about spiritual gifts, or or if this is your 15th time, I don't know how many times people hear about spiritual gifts, they can hear about them a lot, I don't know, but no matter if it's the first or 15th time, I just ask that everybody's open, Sean and I talked about this, and the reason I ask that you're you're open with it is because I've been living for the Lord for nine years now, and from the time that I gave my life to the Lord to where I am now, like a lot of my normal spiritual gifts, they've stayed up here, but a lot of gifts that you know, if I wouldn't have been open, they would have stayed at the bottom. But they've kind of rose to the top since then, um, since, since I first gave my life to the Lord. So um, I just want to encourage you before we jump into this, the more we know about ourselves, the more we're actually going to be able to walk into the calling that God has put on our lives, like Nick talked about last week. So if you guys are cool with it, we're going to jump right in. Everybody good? Situated? Thirsty? I'll talk to somebody and get them get you some water or something like that if you're thirsty. <clears throat> so point number one. Simple. What is a gift? I'm actually going to start out, kind of throw a little curveball at you right out the gate. Um, I'm going to tell you what a gift is not. I feel like whenever we clarify what a gift is and what it isn't, it really creates, you know, it gets that barrier out of the way that where we know exactly what a gift is. So one thing is a gift is not a natural strength or ability. So for me, whenever I first heard this, I was kind of mind blown. And for for any of y'all that know me, um, you'll probably go with me on this and realize that whenever I heard that my spiritual gift was not me being a supreme athlete, I was really caught off guard by it. <laughs> Something I mean, like, I'm, I'm athletic. There's no, there's no way around it. I mean, so whenever I found out, like, that's not a spiritual gift, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> the cool thing about it is, is even though we do have natural talents and abilities, like, some people are naturally encouraging. Some people, you naturally just want to be around them. You know, they're, they're lied into a room. You know, even though they had these natural abilities, that doesn't necessarily mean they're from God. But, and one, Amir talks about and ones, the cool thing is that we serve a really, really redemptive God. And sometimes he can take those things and redeem them for his glory and turn them into a spiritual gift. Um, The next thing is uh, character traits. We're all called to have character. We're all called to have have specific gifts. We're we're called to be above reproach. And one of the character traits that that I think of is like the gift of peace. We should never... (laughs) We should never be like, hey, man, I got the gift of peace. Let me tell you something. That's not a gift. No, you don't. That is not a gift. That is a fruit. Those are two different talks, okay? So a spiritual gift is totally different than a fruit from the Spirit. A fruit from the Spirit is like a fruit that comes up from the ground. The more we water and the more we take care of it and the more we we nourish that thing, the more it's going to grow. And it's the same way with our relationship with God. (laughs) The the more more we get into it, the more we, we read the Word, the more we get in tune with the Holy Spirit the more those things are just going to naturally come out of us. So uh, you're not going to get off by saying you're naturally peaceful, you know, because that's not a gift. That's a fruit. Next thing, hear me when I say this, seriously, right here, guys, a spiritual gift is not, it is not a title or position. There are so many people, myself included, who have been in places in your life before where we've been given a title, but we're not gifted there. Flip side There's a lot of people who are extremely gifted in an area, but the title has not came yet. So we can't let a title or position, we can't let it define us and who we are and where God has gifted us as individuals. So now that I've kind of explained like what it is not, let me explain to you what a spiritual gift is. A spiritual gift, it is an inheritance from God. It's something that is inside of you. It's something that God has put in you from day one. From the time he breathed you into this world, from the time he created you, he has put an inheritance inside of you for accomplishing his purpose on earth all the glory god wants all the glory for this he's given it to you for him but here's the cool part here's another and one right here not only has he given it to to you for him he gives it to us for other people he puts spiritual gifts inside of us for other people i don't know about y'all but i'm a big fan of paul paul's like og he's like original gangster of the gospel so i guess that'd be like ogg so like (laughs) ogg what's up paul So Paul's like, oh, gee, like I was saying. And I, I'm a big fan of Paul. And for, you, for those of you who know me and who, who I'm pretty close to in here, you know that I love the book of Colossians. It's huge for me. It's something, I don't know, it's just one of those where you, when you read it, it just comes off the page to me. And Paul says it, I feel like, best in Colossians 1.16. He says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority. All things have been created through him, and for him. So, God, he literally, all the gifts that he puts inside of us, they are 100% from him and for him. And like I said, he gives us a little and one, and he lets us share those gifts with other people. Uh, He goes on to say right here, and like Amir said a while ago, uh, one of the reasons we're doing this this summer, this equip, is literally that Ephesians 4.12, he says, another purpose of the gifts is to equip the church for building up the body of Christ. And then he also reminds us in 1 Corinthians 4.12, So also you, since you're zealous of spiritual gifts, seek to abound for the edification of the church. So a lot of times, you know, the thing that I really like about this is that we may even have an idea that we are we have influence in an area or we're gifted in an area, but we may not even know it's from God, y'all. Like, I didn't. Like, I had no idea before before I gave my life to the Lord that the things where he gave me influence, that it was kind of for him. I never knew that. And I think about this scripture in Psalms 37.4. It says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I used to think whenever I, I call it baby Christian, whenever I first gave my life to the Lord, uh, whenever I was, whenever I first gave my life to the Lord, I used to think that that scripture, it literally meant, like, I see something, and I'm like, yes, Lord, give me. And he'd give it to me. I, I was wrong. That's not what that means. It literally means, and the reason I'm telling you this is because I want to help you start to, to identify, like, those burning desires and those things that God puts inside of us. That desire that God puts inside of us to serve somebody or to encourage somebody or speak the word over somebody's life or to pray for people, those are from God. Like, he puts those desires in us to, to build up his church, to, to build up the body of Jesus Christ. Those 100%, they come from him and for him. So whenever we delight and find our comfort in God, he gives us those desires, and he wants us to use them for his glory. Let me give you a couple couple examples of just spiritual gifts. Just a few of them here. The gift of administration. This is the divine strength or ability to organize multiple tasks or groups of people to accomplish these tasks. Let me go ahead and tell you right now, I don't have this gift. I'm not good at this. 100%. I'll get it out on the floor right now. I'm not good at administration. But cool thing is, is there's people in here that are, and it takes all of us. It takes all of us to work that and I'll let you guys take care of the administration side because I'm not good at that. Um, Another one, this is actually a spiritual gift of mine, and I'm super thankful that that I know this now. Um, It's the gift of hospitality. This is the divine strength or ability to create warm, welcoming environments for others in in places such as your home, office, or church. So for me, y'all, I knew I liked to have people over, but whenever I realized that this is actually a gift from God, like a hospitality is a gift from God, it meant something totally new to me. So now I love leaving my door open and I love cooking for people. I love having people into my home because they feel like it's a safe place. Whenever they come in there and we open up a home for somebody and they feel like they can come in and it's a safe place, that's whenever God breaks down walls in people's lives. You know, even if, it's a, even if it's small, minor walls, it's still a place that God has gifted you and he wants to use you in those areas. So now that I've kind of like broke down what, what spiritual gifts are not, and what they are, I'm going to let Sean take it away from here.
1: Thank you, Andy. So, so freaking good. Um, I know, I said freaking in church. It's not a curse word. You can get away with it. That's like that line. I'm on the line. All right. So... Um, I just love that, that Andy talked about gifts are not a title or a position because in my life personally, I've been known to like walk in my title and not walk in the gifts that, that God has had for me just because I'm thinking, okay, I know that I am this, so I must walk in that instead of thinking, okay, God's gifted me in this area. Let me walk in that and let me give glory through God through walking in that gift. Um, but again, Andy told you what a gift is and what a gift is not. Our second point is walking in your gift. Really simple, write that down, walking in your gift. And if I could give you one sub-point with walking in your gift, I would say remain open. Yeah. Remain open. Go ahead and write that down as well, remain open. And I'm the kind of person that I have to have biblical context when I'm thinking about um, things that God, God is teaching me. And so I go to the story of Elisha. You'll find it in First Kings 19. You don't have to turn to it in your Bibles. I'm just gonna make a reference to it. But in your own personal time, I encourage you to read the story of Elisha. It's a really powerful story. I just love it. But in in this passage, we find that Elijah, Elijah and Elisha, I know it can get confusing, but we find that Elisha is working in the field. He's out plowing. um, And then one of the greatest prophets um, of Israel comes, Elijah, and he tells him, hey, go burn your plow and follow me. And I'm going to teach you basically all the things that you need to know that the Lord wants to show you. Um, Just imagine you're at work one day, um, someone walks into your office and said, hey, burn that computer up and come follow me. Um, on top of some legal matters that you'll have to deal with, it just doesn't sound like the wisest thing. But I just love the fact that Elisha didn't really argue back with them. He burned his plow and he followed him. Um, that, I don't want to get too much into the story of Elijah. Like I said, I want you to read it in your spare time. But I just want to focus on how Elisha was walking in his gift. He was found in the field plowing. So he's probably doing what he was supposed to do. Um, God was honoring his gifts. So he was probably really good with his hands. And so I think a lot about us. Um, What is God calling you to do right now? And are you doing those things so God can promote you? Because Elisha becomes one of the greatest prophets of Israel as well and does greater things than Elisha did. And so even thinking about that story, Elisha had to probably be really good with his hands. You know, he's out there plowing. He's taking care of the oxen and doing all these kind of things. Um, And then I think about myself, I'm definitely not gifted with my hands. If you give me something to do with my hands, I guarantee you that I'm gonna mess it up. You can give me uh, YouTube videos, you can give me a manual, you can give me all these things. God could be audibly telling me all the directions and I'm still gonna mess it up. But you can take Andy or Evan They don't need the instruction manual. They don't need anything. They're going to do it right the first time. Me, on the other hand, I'm going to mess it up. You're going to have to call somebody to come fix the mess that I made. And then it's probably going to cost you a lot to fix it. Um, So I'm just not gifted with my hands. But um, some of you in this room are probably thinking, well, Sean, I don't know what my gifts are. I don't know what I'm necessarily gifted in. Well, um, luckily, we're going to take a gifts test later. So you're going to get to find out some of the areas that you're gifted in that you probably didn't know you were gifted in. And then even for those of you who are in this room, you're thinking, I kind of already know what I've been gifted in. How can this talk be for me? Well, um, something that I've learned is that over time, God starts to bring up some more gifts in your life that you didn't even really know that you were walking in. Um, You could have been really good at, at something, but God's like, hey... As you've gone into a new season, I'm starting to allow this gift to come up to the top. Not saying that all of your other gifts are going to fall to the bottom. That's not it. But they're going to start rising to the top with those other gifts because as we grow in our relationship with Christ, our gifts grow with Christ. Everything about us grows, and it starts to reflect more of Christ. And so those gifts have to line up with how we're lining up with Christ. And so in my life personally, I think about, when I was just now starting college, um, hospitality used to be something that was low on the, on the charts for me. Didn't really score high in hospitality, but when I started leading, leading a life group and being around people like Andy, and, and I started feeling the need to want to invite people to my house, wanting to be around um, biblical community. And then hospitality shot to the top. So for you, some practical examples might be maybe you're a college student. You love serving the church. You love being around the church atmosphere. Well, now that you've been serving a while, maybe you're starting to pick up on some leadership skills, and your leadership is starting to grow even more, and so God's gifting you with more leadership. Or maybe you're a young adult, and you know us young adults, we have to be good at administration. So you have a job, you have to do stuff on the weekends, you have this going on on top of this, so much stuff is going on, but but then you might be now gifted in giving because you got that big boy and that big girl job, and so now you can push out more of that dough and swing it this way and that way, and so now you can help people out. Um, So that might be your gift now, or maybe my married couple's in the room. Maybe you really used to love going on mission trips when you were single, um, but now that you're with your spouse, maybe you have a little bit more discernment to give. You're encouraging other couples with biblical truth and teaching them how to walk faithfully in a relationship, in singleness, and being content with that. And also, you might be really hospitable now. You want people to come to your house. You want to encourage them, and you want them there with you. So gifts change as our seasons change, but... Just think, I used to. exhortation has always been something that's been top for me. It didn't fall to the bottom. No, other gifts rose because I started walking in my other gifts, and I started giving God the glory for the gifts that I already had. Um, and one thing that I really want to also point out here is the thought of comparison. Comparison is for sure from the enemy. That's a lie from the enemy. If you think that that God has gifted someone else with a different gift other than you and their gift is better. That's a lie from the enemy. Because let me tell you that, that that's one of the easiest ways you can downplay what God has called you to do in your life is to compare yourself to someone else. I would like to look at this verse in 1 Peter 14. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. It didn't say, I need to look at Pastor Amir and say, hey, hey God, Pastor Amir has the gift of pastoring, so... Um, I didn't get that gift, so I'm not as good as him. No, it says whatever gift. The gift is not for me anyways. It's to give glory to God. And then it's for other people to see that gift and to give praises to God as well. So it's not even for me. So I don't need to be comparing my gift. Same for you all. Don't compare. Whatever gifts you find out that you have today, don't compare with anyone else. God has gifted you with that for a reason because he knows that you're going to have to walk into that. And it ties in well with Romans 12 and 5. We talk about it all the time the body of Christ. Um, I can't be the eyes and, and expect Amir to be the eyes and Andy to be the eyes. No, maybe I have to be the feet. Maybe Andy has to be the hands. and Maybe Pastor Amir has to be the arm. We all work together to form a more perfect body for Christ. Um, we can't all look alike. It's just not possible for us to be effective. Everyone has to be doing what God has called them to do, and we have to be walking in that so God can use us effectively to build up that kingdom that we're all shooting and aiming for. Um, And Andy also has um, a really great story about David that helps tie into this.
0: Yes, yes, Sean, that's great, man. Um, You know, walking in our gifts, like Sean said, it's super important, y'all, that we be open. Uh, But what I want to hit on right here, it's kind of like a little sub point under walking in our gifts. It's trust the process. Uh, This is not easy. This is not easy at all. Sometimes, and one of the reasons it's not easy is sometimes we get to a point in our lives where we know we're called. Like we know we're going here, we actually have like a, an end plan. Like this is God, I know you've called me here. This is where I'm headed, and we have a really good idea, but it's not happening yet. So I just want to encourage you guys. We got to trust the process in this. And like Sean said, it makes me think of the story of David in the Bible. You know, there's there's times in our everyday lives right now where, where we're doing all kinds of stuff and we feel like you know, like I was saying, we're called, but y'all the circumstances aren't changing. Like. It's, it's tough. Like we, We're putting in all this work, and, and, and we know we're headed this direction, but nothing is changing in the here and now. I just want to let you know that David got this right right here. But, but before I tell you about this story, David, do me a favor. I need everybody's eyes right here for just a second. If you're taking notes or you're not taking notes, I ask that you please write this down. If you put it in your phone, I don't care. Whatever you got to do. When we know whose we are, we start understanding who we are. When we know whose we are, we start to understand who we are. Y'all, this is where David got it right. He got this right. So for the 15 years from the time he was appointed king until he took on the position, David knew who he was and where he was headed, and that got him through. It got him through to it. If you're like me, this is tough sometimes, y'all. Like, I can't, I can't even handle, like, not knowing what's going to happen in an hour, let alone 12, 14, 15 years from now. Like, my head starts to explode. I start getting, like, super discouraged. I'm like, God, like, I know I'm headed here, but this ain't happening yet. Like, things start stressing me out big time. But you just got to know that there's nothing, nothing at all going on in your life today that is not preparing you for the next step that he has for you. There's nothing at all. We can learn something from David in this story, Definitely. From the battlefield to the throne, David did the work of the king before he ever took on the title of king, before he ever took on that title. He never waited for permission or a paycheck to start walking in his anointing and the call that God had in his life. Where he was gifted, he knew where he was gifted, and he went with it. Oftentimes, I want to encourage you all with this, oftentimes God wants to do something inside of us right here, inside of our hearts before he wants to do something through us, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way, but he wants to make sure that you're right, that something is going on inside of you that that can't be mistaken before he's going to send you out. So whatever you're doing today is preparing you for the next step in your life. So whenever we focus on finding out who we are today, you just got to know that God has already prepared a way for you to find out who you are tomorrow. He's already got that figured out. So something practical for us, and this is something I do even today. I know where I'm headed, but I still do this. I talk to people a little bit ahead of me in life. They don't have to be far ahead of me. Just a couple steps ahead of me in life. And they may be in that season. And what I ask them is, how are you, how did you embrace it? Or how are you currently embracing your season in that process? Like, what are you doing in your life today to make sure that you you remember your end goal, where you're headed, but you're still growing today? So I talk to people about that. And and I I ask them, you know, what are these things? You know, can you help me out with this? And y'all, that's been a big game changer for me. So walking in our gifts, we know two things. We know two big things right here. Y'all, we got to be open. We've got to be open to what God has for us, 100%. The next thing, please, please rest. Take, take just a minute, don't stress out, and just trust the process. It's a big deal that we trust because the end goal is so much more rewarding than what's going on right now. I promise you that. So if we stress out for today, it's going to hold us back from what tomorrow has for us. So now that we have an idea of what a gift is and... Where we're, what we're doing as we're walking in our gifts, Sean's about to close us out with identifying our gifts as individuals.
1: Yeah, um, again, that's just so good because I know we all can relate to Elisha and David, but without being open and trusted in the process, we can't really understand them too much. So just remember those things. Um, I just really love how our pastor, Pastor Rick, says, true humility is not denying our gifts. It is being open about our weaknesses. I'll say that again. True humility is not denying our gifts. It's being open about our weaknesses. Elisha and David both were, they weren't denying who they were or what God gifted them in. They were were humble about it. They knew what God gifted them in, and they walked into that. And so that's what we're encouraging you all to do is know what you're gifted in and walk in that. Um, And so that just brings us to point number three, um, identifying our gift, identifying our gift. Um, There's many ways you can identify a gift. Um, you might have a mentor or a leader in your life, and they speak into your life, and they're able to say, hey, you have this gift. I see you walk in it every day, and, and you may find out that way. Or maybe you're good at getting into God's word, and it just jumps out to you what your gifts are. Or maybe you're in the shower one day, and God's saying, hey, your gift is this, and you hear him audibly. It's never happened to me, but could happen to you. Um, but one of the ways that we like to identify gifts is, It's the spiritual gifts test. Um, It's just one test out there. It's not the only test out there, but it's just one that we use as a church, and it's been proven effective for us. And so, um, leaders, you have um, the spiritual gifts test under your desk. Under your desk. We're not in school. Under your (laughs) – I work at a college. Get away from under the desk. Um, But they they have the spiritual gifts test, and if you go ahead and start passing those around, And as you get the test, I'm just going to ask you, please do not flip through the pages. Stay on page number one. Stay on that first page. And if you want, you can turn your chairs back into the circle if that makes it more easier for you. Alright, now that you're, you're all situated, I need everyone's eyes. I don't need you flipping through papers or anything like that. I just want you to all look up here, look up here, look up here. Alright, gotcha. Alright, so this is how the test is going to work. Um, we're going to read through the questions. I'll read the questions twice, um, that way you'll get them. But, um, I want you to score and rank based off what you hear on a scale of 1 to 10. And so one being, oh, no, I don't really relate to that as much. And ten being, oh, that describes me perfectly. I relate to that a lot. In this situation, I don't need you being super humble or super prideful. If that describes you, you put that number down. If you feel like you fall somewhere in the middle, give yourself a four or five or six or whatever. Um, but just remember, it's not about being humble or prideful or anything like that. This is what's going to describe you. Are we ready? All right, here we go. Number one. I like organizing services and events. I like organizing services and events. Number two, I enjoy working with my hands. I enjoy working with my hands. Number three, I can tell when someone is insecure or insincere. I can tell when someone is insincere. Number four, I pray for the lost daily. I pray for the lost daily. Number five, encouraging others is a high priority in my life. Encouraging others is a high priority in my life. Number six, believing God for our daily needs is important to me. Believing God for our daily needs is important to me. Number seven, influencing others for the kingdom of God through finances is extremely important to me. Influencing others for the kingdom of God through finances is extremely important to me. Number eight, I look for opportunities to pray for the sick. I look for opportunities to pray for the sick. Number nine, I enjoy doing the little things that others do not. I enjoy doing the little little things that others do not. Number ten, I enjoy having people come to my house. I enjoy having people come to my house. Number 11. I enjoy spending hours in prayer for other people. I enjoy spending hours in prayer for other people. Number 12. Education is very important to me. Education is very important to me. Number 13. I tend to motivate others to get involved. I tend to motivate others to get involved. Number 14. My heart hurts when I see others hurting. My heart hurts when I see others hurting. 15. I enjoy sharing the gospel with other groups of people and nationalities. I enjoy sharing the gospel with other groups of people and nationalities. 16. I've devoted considerable time to mastering my voice and or instrument. I've devoted considerable time mastering my voice and or instrument. 17 Caring for the hurting is paramount in my eyes. Caring for the hurting is paramount in my eyes. 18 The willful sin of others really aggravates me. The willful sin of others really aggravates me. 19 I enjoy serving behind the scenes. I enjoy serving behind the scenes. 20 I enjoy creating outlines of the Bible. I enjoy creating outlines of the Bible. 21, God has used me to interpret a heavenly language. God has used me to interpret a heavenly language. 22, I enjoy the book of Proverbs more than any other book in the Bible. I enjoy the book of Proverbs more than any other book in the Bible. 23, I am passionate about managing details. I am passionate about managing details. 24. I consider myself a craftsman or craftswoman. 24. I consider myself a craftsman or craftswoman. 25. I sense when situations are spiritually unhealthy. I sense when situations are spiritually unhealthy. 26. I am greatly concerned about seeing the lost saved. I am greatly concerned about seeing the lost saved. 27, I try to come across loving and caring. I try to come across loving and caring. 28, asking God for a list of big things is exciting to me. Asking God for a list of big things is exciting to me. 29, I find ways to give offerings above my tithe. I find ways to give offerings above my tithe. 30, I believe miraculous healing is for the for this day and age. I believe miraculous healing is for this day and age. 31, helping others is one of my highest achievements. Helping others is one of my highest achievements. 32, creating a warm and welcoming home is important to me. Creating a warm and healthy home is important to me. 33, I am burdened to pray for situations of the world. I am burdened to pray for situations of the world.
0: All right, I'm going to finish this out here. Um, hey, if by some chance you guys do miss a question, don't sweat it. We'll, if, if you miss one, we'll read it back to you whenever we get done asking these. Everybody good? Good? Cool. Okay, 34. People seek me out to learn more about the kingdom of God. People seek me out to learn more about the kingdom of God. 35, I prefer to take the lead whenever necessary. I prefer to take the lead whenever necessary. 36, I'm very sensitive to sad stories. I'm very sensitive to sad stories. I am sensitive, stop. (laughs) 37, come on, y'all need to pay attention. Quit joking around. 37, living in another country to benefit the gospel is exciting to me. Living in another country to benefit the gospel is exciting to me. 38, I desire to serve the church through worship. I desire to serve the church through worship. 39, I enjoy connecting, caring, and coaching others. I enjoy connecting, caring, and coaching others. 40, confronting someone with sin in their life is not hard. I think y'all heard that one. I'm not going to repeat that one. (laughs) Okay, here it comes. Confronting someone with sin in their life is not hard for me. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) 41. It bothers me when people sit around and do nothing. (laughs) It bothers me when people sit around and do nothing. Forty-two, I share biblical truth with others in hopes of their personal growth. I share biblical truth with others in hopes of their personal growth. Forty-three, I pray in tongues daily. I pray in tongues daily. Forty-four, when I study scripture... God gives me unique insights. When I study scripture, God gives me unique insights. Forty-five. Creating a task list is easy and enjoyable for me. Creating a task list is easy and enjoyable for me. It's really not. Forty-six. Building something with my hands is very rewarding to me. Building something with my hands is very rewarding to me. 47. I can pinpoint issues or problems before others. I can pinpoint issues or problems before others. 48. I enjoy sharing the gospel with a total stranger. I enjoy sharing the gospel with a total stranger. 49. I look for ways to be an encouragement to other people. I look for ways to be an encouragement to other people. 50. I trust that God has my back in every situation. I trust that God has my back in every situation. 51, making more money means I can give more. Making more money means I can give more. 52, God has used me to bring healing to those who are sick. God has used me to bring healing to those who are sick. Fifty-three, being a part of the process is fulfilling to me. Being a part of the process is fulfilling to me. Fifty-four, I tend to make total strangers feel at home. I tend to make total strangers feel at home. Fifty-five. People often describe me as a prayer warrior. I receive that. People often describe me as a prayer warrior. 56. I enjoy knowing biblical details and helping others to understand. I enjoy knowing biblical details and helping others understand. 57. I delegate responsibilities to accomplish tasks. I delegate responsibilities to accomplish tasks. Fifty-eight, I'm motivated to help those who are less fortunate. I'm motivated to help those who are less fortunate. Fifty-nine, I focus a lot on reaching the world for Christ. I focus a lot on reaching the world for Christ. 60. I gain my deepest satisfaction through leading others in vocal or instrumental worship. I gain my deepest satisfaction through leading others in vocal or instrumental worship. 61. I enjoy walking with someone in times of rest. Um It says duress. The rest, the rest, yeah, yeah. I just like to, I just like to make sure you know the eyes in there. I mean, it's the same thing—stress, bad times. I mean, I'll make it where you can understand it. Sixty-two, it's on you. Sixty-two. I enjoy hearing passionate and clear preaching of truth. I enjoy hearing passionate and clear preaching of truth. 63. I like to do the small things that others pass over. I like to do the small things that others pass over. 64. 64. I prefer to teach the Bible topically rather than verse by verse. I prefer to teach the Bible topically rather than verse by verse. 65. Praying in the Spirit is encouraging and important to me. Praying in the Spirit is encouraging and important to me. 66. When faced with difficulty, I tend to make wise decisions and choices. When faced with difficulty, I tend to make wise decisions and choices. Okay, is there any questions that anybody anybody missed? 17. 17. Caring for the hurting is paramount in my eyes. You said 18? <laughs> the willful sin of others really aggravates me. Wow. <laughs> I like organizing services and events. We got a hand up? Nope. 53 53 is being a part of the process is fulfilling to me. Everybody good? Good? Okay. I need eyes for just a second here, okay? All right, so what we're going to do is is you're going to take and you're going to tally all these up and, and take your top three or four and, and like, lowest number being like the lowest like don't even look at what that gift is and then highest number being the high <clears throat> the highest place where God has gifted you so total these up and then we're going to break into group discussion your group leaders they they have some questions for you and uh anyway that's all we got Yes, hey, I'm sorry, we didn't make, I didn't make that clear. It's the rows across, so, so like the 1, 23, 45, you just go across and add them up. Cool. Yeah, and after you get done, if you open your little booklet up, the corresponding letter shows like what, what place you're gifted in.